There's no I in team, but there is one in Indeed. And that's the hiring platform that you need to build yours. When you're hiring, you need Indeed. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because Indeed does the hard work for you. They show you the candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your description immediately after you post so you can hire faster. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash BlueWireSports. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash BlueWireSports. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWireSports. And support the show by saying that you heard it on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWireSports. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome back to Oh's Podcast. I was trying. Bell's to... live from the ventilator. Yeah. At, uh, Cedar no way. No way, man. I got. I got both my shots. Yeah. Um, no. Hey. That's true. We're all. We're all. Uh, well, vaxxed. We're all. Yes. Yeah, Semi vaxxed. Not. I completely. mean. I guess. Yeah. I've only had my first dose. Uh, Goalie, you had the the Johnson and Johnson. Jay. But they say that because uh, I am two weeks in from the first dose. They say the first, it, just having the first dose alone, you get some does something. Yeah, yeah, yeah you yeah, get, yeah, something. you get a good amount. But you know, I'm fully, I'm fully locked and loaded. And That's I'm right. Ready to talk about. Yeah, you've uh, been at the bang season all four, week. Episode <laughs> seven. Never bang. <laughs> I never left the bang. I fell asleep on the floor. <laughs> Watching uh, too much television. Watching mm-hmm. perfectly describes this past year of our lives, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, you yeah, said hey, it. Maybe, maybe you we can. Said uh, it, girl. <laughs> maybe we can record in person sometime soon, you guys. No, no. Actually, I think that's no. part of the uh, the uh, permanent change. Fuchsia tier <laughs> is when you can uh, get to um, doing I, podcasts. Right. I will say. It's nice to not have to go somewhere, although we always recorded at my place anyway. Um, <laughs> but, but, but it was it was easier editing wise to be able to like engineer the the audio right. while we were recording on on our better mics and all that business. But, yeah, yeah. Right. so it goes. But so. I ordered Dave's hot chicken quite a bit less. <laughs> so um, this is true. Yeah. Uh, before anything else, uh, just a little. Reminder, uh, fans, if you have anything you want to hear us talk about, any questions, any comments, anything at all, doesn't have to be about the episode we're specifically talking about. Something yep. pops into mind, hit us up on our socials and hit us up in our email, uh, uh, osopranospod at gmail.com, osopranospod at all the socials. So we've been yep. loving the feedback. Uh, we've been getting I mean, a lot of feedback and we love it. We've been getting a lot yeah. of uh, a lot of stuff. Mm. Uh, which is great. And uh, yeah, keep it coming. It should be about the Sopranos. It doesn't have to be, but you know. 
it should be yes, something should having to do with the show. I mean, right. you know, come on. If you want to make fun of one of us, that's that's fair game. That's fine, but make it some sort of Sopranos roast or some <laughs> Sopranos burn. Easy to do you know? too. Gullius just really wants to talk about a lot of things. He wants to he wants to share. <laughs> <laughs> Look, guys, I'm just waiting for somebody to ask the right question, and I'm just gonna like unload. I'm I got a lot to get off my chest. No, but okay. uh, yeah, so this is season four, episode seven. Watching too much television, written by Terry Winter and Nick Santora. Uh, I call him Terry now, by the way, guys, not Terrence. Oh wow! Um, oh, yeah. you guys are tight. <laughs> Story by uh, Davy Chase, Robbie Green, and Mitchie Burgess. Directed by Johnny Patterson, uh, and originally aired October twenty seventh, two thousand two. A red letter oh, day. I was getting guys. all kinds of lit up at uh, <laughs> freshman year college. Just getting oh, yeah. lit up. How many parties? Was I not drunk. Yeah. Oh yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, this is uh you know mid season four uh, gets a lot of criticism for you know kind of a slower pace, bit of a lull, perhaps deviating from uh the familiar major plot lines that make Sopranos great. People, there's some there's some fair criticism, although I love it. Uh, yeah. But but yeah, I mean this is not an episode that moves the the larger story forward much um if for those who don't remember this episode this is the one where uh based on a tv show adriana wants to rush her marriage to christopher so that she not just any tv show murder one which my mother (laughs) used to my mother watched every one of those fucking like courtroom dramas it was only two seasons that was that was one of them she was she was very upset when they canceled it murder one well (laughs) the one she was the one I looked it up because I'd never, I didn't even know it was a thing. And it was from, it was on from 95 to 97. And then this is like, this like took place in 2002. So I guess it got syndicated, yeah. but like, really? I mean, he was watching how? Murder One reruns. I wonder, uh, by, um, by the way, I wonder, they're, they're, she, she and Chris are always watching the worst fucking television. Yeah, they're watching yes. the 18, 18 later in the episode. which I did love as a kid. Like, <laughs> oh, come on. Like, what, 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 what the fuck? I wonder, um, if they found like if like someone knew about this scene or like how you know what what exactly how how much murder one did they have to watch you know to get to the scene also question for you guys that occurred to me are the actors in murder one featured on the television screen in the sopranos are they getting any sort of like residuals for for being seen in the sopranos i I, that's a good question Think yeah, they would because have to be, uh, they would have to be. You does it's their likeness being used. Didn't we ask this question, or I feel like we, um, we like about the other or, TV or I read this something that, like, you know, how like Tony's watching the Mercedes Benz commercial mm-hmm. and Joe Montana has the voice, mm-hmm. right? I think he gets, I think he got paid because of yeah, that. I, I think that is true because if you're in a TV show, um. Like I was just in a clip show for a TV mm. show that I was on, even though it's still like connected to the same show, you have to be paid because you're being like, you're, you're being used. It's like a, a new TV show that you're on. So right. I, I yeah. do think you have to be paid. So I props would, to I the murder one cast. So, yeah. <laughs> I know they're like, Hey, we're, we also get credited on Sopranos. I mean, does um, Jimmy, does like, you know, uh, Jimmy Durante's family get the <laughs> residuals <laughs> from, uh, him being in the Sopranos, or uh, uh, right? You mean Cagney? Oh, Cagney. Durante. What did uh, I say? Durante. Jimmy Durante. Jimmy, Jimmy Durante was a comedian right now. 
Jimmy oh, Durante yeah, yeah. was, uh, yeah, old like borscht belt comedian. <laughs> sorry, sorry, I was. Uh, oh, I was my watching, uh, oh my this, god! Yeah, this might this might be the worst cold like up top open that we have <laughs> yeah. ever done. Nobody gives James a shit. Cagney. Fast forward thirty seconds. Fast forward. You're, so a lot of apps allow you to do that. So yeah, hit the we're, button. We're hit getting the through. button. Uh, sorry. Okay. So besides that, uh, which is sort of a lackluster storyline to carry an episode, it, this is the one where where Tony and Zelman enact like the 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 brilliant slash evil HUD scheme, right? This is that's probably what people remember this episode for. Yes. Um, but yeah, let's uh, let's dive into it. So up top, Polly Walnuts is free at last. What after do you hear? what do you what do you say? <laughs> An entire season uh, on the sidelines in, in uh, up in Youngs- Youngstown. Youngstown. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he gets out of jail. They throw a huge party for him uh, at the What bang. the fuck? Why is this his song? <laughs> Nancy with the laughing face. Do you guys have theories as to why why this is his song or why they why they threw this in? I thought about I, I, I didn't nope. think about like why from a writing perspective, but mm. from um, directing perspective. He's so good in that moment when the yeah. song comes on. I thought maybe maybe Tony Sirico had a connection to this song. And maybe that like maybe they knew that. And so they were like, Well, this is an interesting like character emotions. quirk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He takes uh, like he takes like the like a great long pause. Yeah, like, I know. And, and it seems like the uh, sort of heavy kind of moment. Yeah. It's going to play into anything at all whatsoever, and it never does. But I guess that's what makes it funnier is that they they do linger on him for a moment. And, and yeah. I guess it's sort of like maybe from a broad standpoint, this is like, okay, we never really see Polly in love. Let's hint at something, uh, some past. And he points out his. Right. And then later in the episode, he like relishes the fact that he's not married. Right. Yeah. And I guess that sort of, I guess, yeah, those two have to be connected somehow. Because um, the one on, that got away, Christopher, like, like you know, marriage and our thing don't jibe. But right. also, just a theory, maybe he's thinking of his mom, Nucci. Yeah, Nucci yeah. with the laughing face, perhaps. <laughs> but <laughs> oh, uh, God. yeah, I don't know. <laughs> what an image. Theory. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, yo, that scene in the Bing uh, when he comes back. I don't know about you, but the lighting in that scene is good. Like it looks sharp, my guy. Really? Dude, I don't there's know. There's a lot of great lighting in this episode. Like when Tony, when Tony see when when Tony beats Zelman, and then like he's leave, he's walking out, and like when he his face and um um what's her name um Arena Arena like they kind of lock like oh. Tony's like. Gandolfini's face is like so beautifully lit. Like, yeah, gaffers. I don't know. This this scene is like crushed so, it. It looks. I don't know. Watch it again, but it looks so sharp. Like I'm like, yeah, yeah. This place looks like I. I don't. I don't know what it is, but it looks. It looks more like, what really well lit more than like any other scenes like in the Bing. Um, mm. I think season I four, they, they either got different cinematographers or they 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 decided technology purposefully changed. to like. Well, yeah, yeah technology maybe. advanced. Could be or that. They got more money for better tech uh yeah. but yeah but uh yeah the, starting with season four the show has definitely different like lighting people have commented on this like it, it gets like actually darker and a little more provocative with the lighting and, and cinematography and stuff. it will be cinematic <laughs> yes <laughs> it is cinematic uh, i love that that tony has now invited brian camarada to <laughs> to join the party uh 
I, I and the little moment where he's like, "Hey, Polly, just back from college, huh?" And the awkward silence. Right. <laughs> what happened there? What do you, what, you you think he actually like believed that Polly was away at college? Was he trying to make a joke? I think, I think he's, he's trying to make, make a joke. joke. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. All right. And it's it like a, yeah, and he's like yeah. a fucking like money guy, like yeah. right. like Herb, and he's like uh, <laughs> he knows like what he, they're he knows what they do. You know, he's yeah, like yeah, he, right. he's family. He, yeah. Right. I guess because he's not like in their thing, like he can't make jokes like that. But uh, yeah. Right. Anyway, so he wakes up on the fucking being staged the next morning with no pants on. Um, yeah, <laughs> the influence of Tony. Yeah. All been yeah. there. Uh, and they all head to a diner. Uh, Tony, Ralph, uh, and Brian. And Brian starts just spitballing about this uh, housing and urban development fake housing deal thing. Can you guys, can we walk through the scam? Do you guys completely understand the scam? Because there's a lot yeah. of people who this went over their head. And, and what is everybody's individual role in the in the scam? Because it's it's right. Tony, Ralph, obviously. Um, right. Then there's the Zelmer. Right. Dr. Ira Freed, the 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 cock doc. Uh, right. And and then Maurice Tiffin. And Maurice. Um, Maurice and the doctor obviously are the people signing their names off on right. the property, like the, to make it all legitimate. Right. Yeah. They're the citizens. So, so go the, ahead, spells. I think uh, I, I'm probably sort of walking through it as I yeah. might explain, but like I think like so they're probably priced at whatever he said, one seventy mm-hmm. right now or mm-hmm. one fifty, and. Um, he, these the, crappy houses in Newark. Yeah, yeah that's which what they're, are, which are being. It's subsidized by the government, right? Because they want like HUD's job in this situation. But not yet. But not yet. Yeah. But, but HUD's job in this situation is that you you are investing in a, a a battered community and you're revitalizing a, a, a battered community. Right. Yeah. Right. His and that's, that's where Maurice is doing comes that. In. Yeah. His organization. Right. Or, is that's nonprofit. where Maurice comes in. Yeah. His right. organization is doing that and they get an appraiser to bump that up right, because right. like, um, you know, um, like now that you're going to like change over the houses or whatever, it's, they're going to be like different. So the appraiser right. bumps up the value. Right. It's kind of where they that, make their money. And then the government right. just loans them the money. Well, cause no, well, the, well, before that, doesn't the appraiser that. sends that to the, to the bank mm-hmm. to, for the mortgage. Right. Right, but the government gives the bank the money. Right. So, right. like, through because Maurice's nonprofit is buying that up to create low income housing for, you know, correct. underserved communities or whatever. So, but then right, Maurice's yeah. company can't make the mortgage payments. Right. Yeah. And then, In so, quotations. yeah. And, and so, so that's when the government subsidizes it. So, they're basically, the, the government is basically lining tony soprano's pockets with money they have no intention of of creating any sort of housing for people much less yeah i mean i guess because then they got remember they got the houses of all the material right right and the government i guess can't like i guess in this scenario they can't like like hurt maurice's company or there's even no loan for him to repay i don't think because i think it's just like for them to give like for for the housing so it just like they just like give them the money and then like his company just fucks up and then nothing happens until the government probably comes right until the government probably eventually comes in and goes, well, we're going to fucking take this over. 
Yeah. Um, but do when do they do that? Or they I just don't, don't and they say, hey, we gave out this amount of money for low-income housing individuals or subsidized, whatever, and then that makes them look good and they don't need to follow up whether it's actually done or not. It's kind of what's I mean, going on right now with the PPP loan. Well, and right. people and people getting that forgiven. Yeah. Um, they're just handing it out pretty much. I mean, yeah. it's a great scam because you would probably need somebody like Maurice's uh, right. nonprofit to call these people out. Right. So he's like the ultimate inside man because his organization would be the one like saying like, this is, you know, this something's not right here, you know? Yeah, exactly. So everybody's getting paid. Everybody's in bed with the mob here. Um, they all go to a sauna together. Uh, Schwitz, baby. Yeah, Schwitz. Um, Zell, this is where Zellman uh, reveals to Tony that he's dating his ex Guma Arena. You realize that uh, when he's telling Tony about this, Tony's uh, actually in the act of tightening his belt in the locker room of the sauna. Mm, which sort of I like did not know that. Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> what what's going to happen with that belt and with yeah. Assemblyman Ronald Zellman? Uh, <laughs> anti-Semitic. That's so anti-Semitic. do you do you guys think it was a good move for for Zellman to just volunteer this to Tony that he's dating Arena or what? Yeah, uh, I I mean, like fucking what a what the fuck! Like Tony is right. Like, like why do you have to fucking sleep with this woman? Like that's true. I mean, I guess he I claims mean, she's that really he hot really and he's care. disgusting. So yeah, I mean. <laughs> that is true. Uh, I shouldn't up. I shouldn't bash him too much because that's absolutely what I'm gonna look like when I'm his age. But <laughs> yes. uh, yeah, uh, but like, uh, I mean, come on, man. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah i mean it's not smart it, it just probably she just fell on his lap you know like and he right like uh you know right. he separated from his wife and she like just needs she's needy like tony says she yeah. needs someone to like take care of her and then here you know here it's you know yeah, yeah. she she could have possibly sought him out because she's just used to that True. sort of like high profile lifestyle not high profile but you know being pampered being able to to get the, and the we know, lavished we, with all the right. things she wants and we know that she's manipulative and like she right. um she's and, and so i guess i guess angles. like zelman's choice is do i tell tony now uh when i'm in this locker room with a bunch of other guys right. <laughs> or do i wait until tony finds out and then like that's bad news right mm-hmm. uh, so so i guess like knowing that we're like weighing those you gotta come clean to tony yeah uh yeah but the better choice is obviously just don't fuck arena <laughs> yes uh, uh we you, get the we we get the mention of the newark riots so like a little uh you oh know, yeah yeah little teaser to the movie right Little teaser to the movie. It also uh, plays into the whole uh, racial divide that that is sort of prevalent in this episode, yep. like the history of Newark and and mm-hmm. how it's become like this, and how Tony is able to manipulate these people. Uh, but but uh, yeah. Anyway, so and money, right? You know, it's all money about talks. money. It's all about money. All about money. Season four, and all about money. Even um, those, you know, those guys who thought they were fighting for something, they uh, took their money and went to the suburbs. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Um, and Tony takes AJ to the old neighborhood in Newark, um, classic scene, a lot of AJ, great, great one-liners in this, in this app, just in that scene, really. Yeah. Um, I, but- I do love the, like on the, along the lines of these guys, li- families lived in Newark, um, uh, Maurice's and Tony's 
and so then close moved to, to the suburbs. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like so close to each other, and yeah, like fled the city, and and then like AJ is like, well, why don't we come here for church? <laughs> you know, Tony's like waxing poetic about like how incredible, how important the church is to their community, mm. and then and then they they do not go there. Yeah, they're all There's, hypocritical. You know, they all fled. Yeah, they all right. Oh. Hundred percent, right. uh, yeah. um, and, and that's the same church from the pilot where Tony takes Meadow, uh, and uh, and like shows her like, hey, your your great your grandfather built this. He was a stone mate. He's a master right, stonemason. Right, right. So like we've seen this before, and and what The Sopranos does interestingly is like because in that first season there was a lot of like earnestness and shit like with, with stuff like that, where they're trying to make Tony look like a guy who actually does give a shit about, you know, the past and past generations and this and that. And then, but now by season four, like David Chase is just calling Tony on a shit for the audience left and right. And mm-hmm. AJ's reaction to it is spot on. Like, okay, so our old Italians used to come here, gather every Sunday. Why don't we do it? And, and Tony just goes, by land, AJ. The fuck does that mean? What the fuck are you talking about? Nice One kid. of my favorite, like, you know, like, um, things that the writers always do is have someone smarter than Tony tell him something. And then he always like conveys it to someone else. Sometimes yeah. like Points. incorrectly, yeah. sometimes right. correctly, but like, right. I, I love that. I love that. It's right. Just, it's never used in the same way or in the right way. Right. <laughs> uh, but yeah. It, uh, and then of course, like, AJ just imagining how cheap room service was back then. Like, <laughs> it's like when he went to like, Newark. And, he went to DC and like uh like uh, on his like class trip and all he did was like play video games in the room. Like that's <laughs> right, all he, he cared about. Oh my god. Uh, and then they actually stopped by the rundown houses for the HUD scam, uh, and which results in them almost being shot. Uh yeah. And and the AJ classic fan favorite AJ line. So that's a crack hoe. Um but yeah. Uh, or crack whore. I don't know. I forget what he says. Crack whore. Um, then there's the whole thing with Tony telling Zellman the, the crack addicts need to be removed so that he get the seven thousand dollars of <laughs> copper piping out of there. I'm like I'm, seven thousand dollars split, however many fucking ways. It's like, come on, guys. But I, I just re- restarted a rewatch of The Wire. I'm like almost through season one, uh-huh. and um. So it was interesting watching The Wire and watching this episode because, like, there there are a lot of I was parallels, say, like, like the, the like how fucked up um, people with more privilege, yeah, um, interspersed with like uh, how fucked up the government is, and yep. you know, and and, and how like I'll, you know, so much of our society it just like gets the shit end of the stick, right. And like, I was going to say, like, it does feel so much more like a, like they just crossed over into wire territory. And maybe that's why the episode isn't necessarily one of the best Sopranos episodes, because that shit is better left to the wire. For sure. In the wire. Yes. Yes. The other other David is better at that. David (laughs) Simon. Uh, But anyway, so they get, they get some like young teenagers to go and shoot up the place. Uh, Maurice does. Uh, Zellman tells him just go get some gangbangers. Oh, that scene is yeah. sad. I know it's, it's so that's like sad. Very tough to watch. Very yeah. uh, you know all the crack addicts and and there's a, like a the child in there. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Uh, and then the fucking guy gets uh, like from a ricochet like a bullet in his fucking junk. Yeah. Um. <laughs> tough. To, tough to watch. Yeah. Yes. Uh. But great metaphor for the mob. Like 
all all her shit like like who knows who's getting a ricochet where from somebody's getting the shit out of the stick and, yeah. and tony never sees it but some awful shit is happening as side effects from all his fucking schemes um we have this moment where maurice and zelman finally get paid they get their cut and they have this like little conversation where like you know we we were going to be re- revolutionaries this and that and uh, why does he ask him no hard feelings uh wait but zelman asked had ar- maurice, maurice asked they had, him that oh because they had argued earlier when he go when zelman goes to his house yeah but yeah. why is he have hard feelings though like like because like he was asking him to do something so yeah. i would think zelman would be like no hard feelings like i made you fucking do this thing i was wondering why he at unless he's just asking him that anyway because of what he like their conversation before you could be right um yeah, yeah. I, I mean i thought I, I don't know if like he got more money um for the whole thing um i think like it though. i think because I don't know. Well, yeah, I don't know why why Maurice would ask Zelman no hard feelings. Uh, yeah. But but yeah, I, I mean, know. Zelman definitely was asking Maurice to exploit his his blackness for their benefit, right? Which, right. right. Uh, he has to be aware of. Yeah. Um, and, and he does. He even says like, sometimes I feel like I should be punished. <laughs> Yo, because uh, the final five minutes of the <laughs> yeah, episode. Don't worry. Don't worry, it's coming. <laughs> He's getting punished. Uh, fucking, fucking Christ killer. <laughs> <laughs> no, the other one, the other one. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I'm not. I'm not laughing at that. I can't laugh at that. Uh, yeah, you, you guys can. can. You can. It's like almost Easter. Yeah, sure, sure. You're right. You're. Tis the season. Uh, That's to be anti right. Um But, uh, but yeah, the final moments, classic. Uh, they kind of like this is where they kind of like rain it all in like it hasn't really felt like much of a classic sopranos episode uh going down the rabbit hole with the hud scheme and everything but these final moments where it's very much like in tony's head and in tony's like psyche what what he's thinking what his responses to things are when he hears that shy light song ogre oh, on the radio so uh, good i mean one again Alfini's best acting moments where he has that turn where he's like you know he's just listening to the radio and he just increasingly gets more emotional sad but then we know he gets to be pretty angry uh, and he drives himself over to uh, Zellman's like apartment complex, which by the way is like the most white, like, <laughs> yeah. Like, like little like, boxes. Uh, right, yeah. 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 There's like, there's like old women, like power walking outside in one scene where he's like pulling up to the place, but he yep. goes in, busts in, uh, you know, <sighs> is there, is there a moment in the series where Tony is scarier? Like we see him do brutal things, but in that moment yeah. where he's like, got anything to drink to arena, like he's pretty fucking scary to me. Uh, and, and just taking his belt and fucking whipping <laughs> Zellman is pretty rough to watch. Yeah. Um, yeah. Humiliating for sure. Yeah. Yep. Do we see Zellman after this? I feel, I feel like we do. Right. I think we do. Yeah. Um, yeah. I actually, I'm not sure. I, I mean, I don't, I don't we know. must, we must, but uh, I'm not sure when Zelman's last appearance is. Yeah. Um, but this, this, this plays into, this is, this is why I think season four is, is so brilliant where a lot of the other seasons uh, lack this like interconnectivity of subplots. 
Like this is the reason why Rena ends up calling Carmela in the season finale in white caps because right. after Tony whips Zelmy with the belt, he can't like fucking get it up and fuck her. Yeah. And she's so mad about it because he was so emasculated that she ends up um you know calling Carm and, and telling Oh, I think I think he does come back and like complain to Tony about that, doesn't he? He might. I'm not yeah. I, I, don't, I don't remember. But he does not come back. He does oh, really? Oh, really? That is the last we see of I don't think I ever realized that and that's like huh. okay. That's pretty pretty <laughs> rough pretty... way to uh end your tenure. Yeah, one, one of the worst endings to a character arc on Sopranos. Yeah. I mean, John John heard probably worse, but uh, uh, sure, sure. Uh, that's, but that's pretty, pretty multi-season pretty arc at least. I guess but, that makes sense though. Like, how do you? How would you bring him? Like, I obviously he's mentioned again because we know like Johnny Sack's gonna make like a stink. Like, sure. Like, we share Zelman. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, speaking of Johnny Sack, we get like a little bit of him and Polly. This episode, they're uh, they're having lunch. Uh, uh, what's that restaurant? By the, I, yeah, by the Brooklyn Bridge. Yeah, when my parents had no, I thought it was money. I thought it they, was Peter Luger's, but it's not. No, when my parent, I forget the name of that restaurant now. When my parents were dirt poor and they just got married in like 1972, they like it was a big splurge, and they I, they used to tell a story about how they went to dinner there. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't even. I mean, it looks know beautiful. Food yeah. is great, but it's like one of those places like Tavern on the Green, where it's like yeah, yeah, right, right, right. prestigious. It's like, it's like a, right, yeah. right, right. Sure. I forget the name of it though. Uh, yeah, uh, and, but yeah, and, you know. First of all, just lo- loving his chocolate mousse. Just loving his chocolate mousse. Also, uh, he's such a little child. Yeah. Doesn't he say he in prison? He missed uh, Good and Plenty's. Yeah, or Mike and Ike's, or, or Mike yeah. and I, or yeah. first. Either way, disgusting. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, come on. Most most oh, disgusting I, I, I like, ever I like, or done. I like Mike and Ike's for sure. Good and plenty. He's fuck that. Though. Yeah, he's he's uh, also like he's like a kid of like the fifties, and like you know, like there was like <laughs> shit candy in his generation. So disgusting. Uh, Necco wafers, you know. <clears throat> right. Uh. <laughs> I mean, I'll I'll eat Necco wafers all day as opposed to Mike and Ike's are fucking good sure. Person. Nah, dude, and, Mike and Ike's they're chewy and fruit. Are they fruit? Are those the fruit? Those ones? are the fruity yeah, ones. Those fruity. are the good ones. A little more acceptable, but still <gasps> disgusting. Uh, good and yeah. Plenty's are just straight up like licorice flavor, right? Yeah, yeah with like blow. the like with Polly, like the, the covering over it. it. Yeah, um, they're basically like licorice and also like uh like medicine capsules. <laughs> no, if I was Johnny Sack, I would have walked out of that lunch meeting right there. Um, but so let's talk about, uh, the Adriana slash Chris storyline here. Uh, obviously we talked about, she, she gets the idea in her head from murder one episode that, uh, that if you uh, are married, you can't testify against your husband, uh, for whatever reason. So this prompts her to ask Chris to finally set a wedding date. Um, Chris brings up, uh, having kids and we know that Adriana cannot, or possibly cannot have children. Uh, I mean, we see like Chris take, raise his hand to her like multiple times in the series, but when he calls her damaged goods, like yeah. that, oh, yeah. sta- that hurts Brutal. Uh, yeah. almost just as much as watching that. And he also says some uh, not nice thing about Asians, uh, which, which right now oh, yeah. we, we shouldn't uh, <laughs> fucking... No, I thought I thought about that, but it is also a nod to 
like the Webistic scam. Because we <laughs> we open is it uh, season yeah, two opens it. with yeah. like the Asian kid um like taking his you know whatever like stock brokers test for right, him right, and right, they go right. multisanti and he like yeah yeah he, he claims that as his name yeah that's uh, yeah that's a funny little like um, callback uh good good callback a uh, very uh very racist very racist horrible things <laughs> oh wait so is that his son <laughs> that's oh, his future shit. son oh, dude now we're getting sci-fi wait uh, a minute <laughs> or they oh, or no. they they just adopted uh like a twenty-something-year-old uh, Asian guy. <laughs> Wait, so Wobistics was in like a like alternate universe? All right, fast forward thirty seconds, guys. <laughs> okay. Fast forward. Okay. Right. <laughs> uh, so, so basically, Chris goes to the guys at the Bing, asks them for their advice, like what to do, and Tony and Sill are all for it. They're like, "You got to marry this girl. Like, she's a ten. Like, look at yourself in the mirror," which is reasonable. Which is uh, reasonable, but also like. I feel like married men are always like want their single friends to also be married. So. <laughs> <laughs> Make this poor yeah. choice with me. Uh, but, you got to also be true. married too with us. You I gotta mean, join the club with us. Cause it's not good advice. Right. Like, I mean, Paulie, like they, they ended up like cautioning, like, Hey, you don't want to end up like Al junior or worse like Paulie, but Paulie's not necessarily wrong. Like marriage and our thing, like it these doesn't guys make, treat yeah. their wives like shit. At least, I mean, Paulie's a lot of things, but at least he's not like cheating on somebody he swore to be faithful to, right? <laughs> yeah, he just like kills old ladies. Like he's a pretty yeah, good guy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> but but yeah, he's he's probably not wrong. Either way, Chris goes no, and shoots like, up it's, some heroin. It's and- absolutely better advice than Tony and So. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely better advice. Yeah. Uh, but ultimately, Chris agrees to to marry her. Um, Aid goes to try on wedding dresses that gets the ball rolling. And uh, some friend of hers tells her like she was watching a murder. She wrote episode yeah. as opposed to murder one. That was and pretty funny. Was like, <laughs> like, well, actually, uh, I don't think that's true. Actually. <laughs> All right. Well, well delivered. Um, yeah, no, it's just good. Uh, but then that leads a to consult with an actual lawyer, which you probably shouldn't have, should have done in the first place. Who tells her like, yeah, you're going to be able to testify against this fucking guy. <laughs> if the feds yeah. want you to testify, they're going to have you testify. Um, right. We get a scene with Agent Harris and, and the FBI uh, people discussing whether they want to condone this marriage or not. And I just want to point out that this is like truly sociopathic behavior on their part. Like they're just like willy nilly, like playing with the the life of this person who yes they have on like drug charges or whatever but like she's not a murderer she's she never set out to purposely exploit anyone like this is pretty pretty shitty on the fbi's part and i guess that's kind of the how i took the like what the point of that scene was what, what do you guys think yeah i mean uh i don't know it kind of seems weird um, that they're discussing whether they should they should encourage uh, a getting married to yeah, Chris. Yeah, because they just ultimately go like it's fine. And I'm like, what are you gonna do? Like, what are you gonna right. do? Like, you yeah, what are you gonna you're are you gonna really make any headway of? And what does it even matter? Be what does it even matter? Because yeah. like, you're still gonna get her to testify if you need her to. Sure, but yeah, you're right. right. Like the the way they talk about it, like 
the fact yeah. that they're like, oh, he'll he'll like he'll need her more. He'll have to lean on her more. It's completely like self-serving. Married, yes, it's like, like yeah. to catch bad guys, but sure. <laughs> at what cost, you know? Because fucking poor Adriana, man. Like the final scene of hers in this episode with her at like the bridal shower, and she's like Ugh. unwrapping gifts, and she's just sort of slowly realizing that she's resigned herself to this fucking life like a fucking cuisine art she looks like she's gonna be sick <laughs> like, <laughs> like she's yeah. just getting pulled in every fucking direction from the feds from these these other mob wives like she's just not allowed to to fucking live yeah. her life and to a certain she just, extent she just wants to wear choice, her but... wear her stolen shoes and like you <laughs> yeah. know run a run a music club right did he even propose like he didn't even like really well, he, they, they had been engaged for since season two Oh, he, they were. He propo- yeah, he proposed oh, to right. her um, after. Yeah, when she, she when she's he like her hiding and, out at her mom's. Yeah. Oh, that's right. That's Duh. when Richie okay. came to him. I, I was, was like, like, he proposed to her at some point. Right. So yeah. they had been engaged, but just sort of like a loose engagement with no wedding date. So this, because yeah, he gets, yeah, he gives her the ring, and her mom is like, right. it was in the window of Zales this morning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So the, the the getting married, the setting a wedding date is about as uh, slapped together as the proposal. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, yeah. Exactly. Uh, but that's that's pretty much it for this episode. Uh, do you guys have any other thoughts or anything else you want to bring up? Uh, yeah, I mean that's probably good. I, there's like the stuff with like Tony and um, and Melfi. Like, yeah. Kind of. Well, she sort of warns him about. Well, she they talk about how he like blew up on her in the previous episode, right? With the Gloria, like, I do, I do love when he's like, uh, he's like, I, I, like I, I, uh, I didn't do anything to you, and like, and she's like, you loomed. <laughs> <laughs> Which, when you're Tony Which Soprano, is, is like, is basically violence. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, for the guy who, who like. Uh, beat the shit out of a man with his belt uh you know exactly. later in this episode i'm like yeah, yeah. looming is uh it's yeah. pretty scary there's no i in team but there is one in indeed and that's the hiring platform that you need to build yours when you're hiring you need indeed instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because Indeed does the hard work for you. They show you the candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your description immediately after you post so you can hire faster. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash sports. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash sports. That's Indeed.com slash sports. And support the show by saying that you heard it on this podcast. Indeed.com slash sports. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Totally uh spells anything else from you um no you good for fucking internet yeah let's do it let's do it let's rock and roll fucking internet let's go on to fucking internet this is the segment of the show where we respond to question comments from across the internet about the sopranos we had a Mm write-in from sir walter bouchard to our email sent us an email wally paul nuts wally paul nuts Love this guy. 
Uh, he has two observations slash questions for us. Um, we'll, we'll go one at a time here. Number one, if Carmela turned, uh, AKA if, if she had been turned uh, witness with the feds or, or rat with the feds, I guess you'd say, would Tony have killed her like the case with Christopher and Adriana? What do you guys think? Do it. I don't think he. I I think Carmela and his children are possibly the. Did we broach this already? We no. We I had brought up like, do you think if Adriana had told the mob wives that she knew she got like pinched or whatever, she knew about this and that, like, could Tony and and Christopher then go on and disappear Adriana with the wives knowing right all that right? Um, but this question is different. Like, if Carmela was ratting to the government on Tony, mm-hmm. would he have her killed? I don't think no. so. I think I think Carmela and his children are probably the only two people in the world who he would not be able to... I bet he could. To. You think it so? You think he could like have Carmela killed? Oh, I don't know, man. I, I just don't see it. I don't see it. Because he, he wouldn't make it even said like it. at other points in the series, like, Carmela is the one good choice he's made in his life. Which is actually probably debatable, but, but I mean, as far as he's concerned, it would depend. Yes, like, I mean, if it's if it's like if it's like he's fucked either way, like then probably not. But if like, well, that's the know, thing. Like, you know, the, maybe he would have. But if if it's like the other guys, if we get rid of her, like, then we're okay. Then I'm okay. Then like maybe he would. But I guess if he couldn't be okay still, then he would probably just try to make mm-hmm. sure she's super set up. Well, word would get to the rest of the crew, and like, th- like they, like, there's a chance that they, that they like, would have to have some sort of conversation about like going after her. Right. You know, like, right, uh, yeah, right. Could they he would make could, them but, make it look like an accident? Right, but they, but they would also probably know that that Tony certainly shields Carmela from these sort of like. Uh, you know, he doesn't want to make her an accessory after the fact and all this. Right. And, and, and I mean, how much could Carmela really give? I don't know at the end of the day. I mean, she could, she could tell him about the money in the bird feeder, but does she know like any implicating, uh, yes. she doesn't know about the HUD scheme. She, she doesn't know about, she doesn't she know. Ain't, the, yeah. she ain't like, she's she never going to get herself in hot water. Cause she's selling Coke out of like a yeah. fucking club. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. yeah. So yeah. It's an interesting idea, but like, yeah, Tony would okay. never in a million years let her be exposed to any right. shit. Agreed. But if she was, I don't think he could bring himself to kill her. I think the re like, what's the point like of, he would probably rather go to jail and serve his time than, than kill the mother yeah. of his children. I think he'd take, I mean, Tony, I think, Tony's again, a I think, scumbag when it comes yeah. to a lot. I think it's but, like, I think it, I, I think it would be treated just like aid was like, no, it's not the same. Aid, uh, but like, but 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 aid aid was not implicated like, like in a bigger thing. Like, she it, it if we just got rid of her, it would be nothing. Like it, it would go away, which is what happened. Like I think if you have that option, then yeah. If you don't, then it's not worth it. Bitch. Mm, perhaps perhaps oh he's i, I oh, mean he's dirty we, we got we got two two no's and it's one an interesting yes. thought yeah um but if you guys have thoughts please yeah, let us know pass along we, we could discuss yeah, this further yeah, at me on uh, twitter dm me yeah at joey spells yeah yeah with a z yeah, here comes uh johnny the nut <laughs> at johnny the nut hey spells i think you were right um 
No, but uh, this next one from user Pat's fan fifty four fifty four. Um, Furio and the sunglasses. In you're watching too much television. Not the title of the episode. Just watching too much television. Idiot. When Tony Classic is Pat's in fan. the steam room. <laughs> fucking Boston moron. <laughs> in a way, yeah, dude, I fucking hate Pat's fans, man. Uh, when, when Tony's in the steam room talking about the HUD scam, Furio calls Carm to say he lost his sunglasses. Before he calls her, he puts them in the glove box. Does anyone else find this peculiar? I mean, why put the sunglasses away before calling? <laughs> he really wants yes, to it, make sure he's not lying and he's looking right, at them right, right. now. <laughs> yeah, in, ca- in case uh, there's like a, a lie detector test later on. Oh, well, because well, yes, Tony it's actually filmmaking. just... Tony just got out of thing. but Tony just got out of the car, right? Yes. So if he comes back in the car and then he sees the sunglasses were in the fucking, you know, on the dash, right. and then yeah. tells Carm's, Carm's like, like, oh, Fury, Carm's like, did Fury oh, find called. his sunglasses? Yeah. yeah, it's like obviously, yeah, fuck? it's probably probably to that's, cover his bases. And then Tony that's goes, why. the fuck, I saw those fucking yeah. sunglasses on the dash. Yeah, the exactly. Ray, what, that's exactly the Ray Bans. I saw that. Hey, that's exactly why. That's the same reason. Other games of telephone that have fucking upset. In, uh, same in reason re- why he gives Brian the drill. Because Brian was sure. like, I'm just borrowing yeah. tools. Like, oh, fuck. Now I got to give you the drill. In right. in reality, we see it because, you know, the filmmakers want us to uh, know that know he's that lying. lying. Yeah. Just to have an excuse <laughs> right. to call her. Like, that's yeah. what it comes down to. No, I think he did it. Spells I you think, fixing your junk, yeah, dude. Sorry, I think he did it. I, but I do think he did it for that reason. Just in so case he, Tony so he came back, deni- he has yes, plausible deniability. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Why are you calling? Sure. Why are you calling my that. wife out of the blue? Why do you have to talk to my wife? Right. Sure. <laughs> sure. Yes. Uh, this next one from user the ally crime on Reddit. The run-in with the crackheads in the episode watching too much television. Uh, did Tony hold back because his son was with him? He could have grabbed that idiot by the throat and drove off choking him as he went before the guy could pull that gun out of his waistband. I know that would be an unnecessary risk, but Tony takes takes those all the time. He loves action, and he really loves showing people that he won't be pushed around. So he is he holding action. back because he doesn't want to be violent in front of his son? But does he really not give a shit, especially since the gun was never actually pointed at him? Um, the same reason he didn't want uh, white guys to come in and uh, knock Ex- up the 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 the, uh, the crack house because exactly he, what I was gonna say. Yeah, he doesn't want to cause a scene. Yeah, right. What's gonna happen? He could get shot. Yeah, mob boss yes. gets shot in a, I mean, in, the, in like uh, in um you know bad neighborhood. I mean, be weird. I mean, also, I mean, there's reason to believe Tony might have hesitated uh, on his on his instincts after uh, he this is this is a familiar situation for him. A, a black man pointing a gun at him while he's uh, in the driver's seat of his True. car. Season one. Yeah. The, you know, the failed hit. Uh, where, right. Yeah. The failed hit. So so maybe he got scared. But also, I don't think Tony would have grabbed this guy by the neck and drove with him, carrying him in a in a chokehold down the street. It's I possible that. that maybe he would have pulled his gun. Possibly, just I, just to like so like, unnecessary. I, I seriously it's doubt not, it. It's like, not you know it's it's not smart thinking, which is like right. I think you know. Never mind AJ being there. Like not yeah, t- totally unnecessary. Yeah. Like 
I don't think AJ, I don't think if AJ hadn't been there, it would have gone very differently. Probably not. Um, but he's especially not going to do that in front no, of his definitely not. kid. Mm-hmm. So uh, let's see. This next one from user the ass poo. Oh, fuck. Hell yeah. <laughs> so you know it's going to be good. Uh, Adriana goes to some lawyer to find out about whether or not she could be forced to testify against her husband. Lawyer says, believe me, if they want you to testify, they're going to find a way. Would there be any consequences for her if she just kept silent? Putting aside her naivety, it's not like they can physically force her to open her mouth and say something. I'm seriously interested in the American New Jersey laws here. She could just sit in court and say, fuck you, I'm not going to say anything. Or be totally quiet. No? Also, Meadow at the bridal shower. Oof, not own. Her body was mad. Oh, right. Jesus okay. Thank you, the ass poo. Ay, ay, ay. On screen for like a second. Yeah, what? what? Classic, the ass yeah, She's poo. like wearing like fucking like gift bows in her hair. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I yeah. didn't, didn't even the realize she was in this episode. Has bows in her hair. Uh, yeah, yeah, barely. Uh, yeah, so, I, mean, I mean, she could plead the fifth, but then like, they're going to be like, Okay, fuck you. We're gonna bring you up on uh, fucking drug charges, and you're yeah. gonna go away. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, right. Exactly. Right. That's exactly what's gonna happen. <laughs> that that's where they have her. It's really, uh, you know, they have her presumably on tape uh, trying to distribute right. cocaine. So, uh, which I don't know what the sentences are. They tell not her good. It's, it's like minimum twenty five. Yeah. I, I don't know if that was true or not. They probably could have bargained down for her if she got a lawyer. But I mean, that like. They, they yes. have her, yeah. uh, yes. and she knows it. So um, let's see. Okay, so going outside this episode, uh, we have from user Jim F. Hawthorne. Why was Tony so much more financially successful than his father? At the beginning of the series, Tony's in the exact same position that his father was in his prime. However, Tony lives in a big-ass house, drives an Escalade, while he makes it sound like he grew up in near poverty. What gives? Um. I'm going to say, so recall that in the pilot, Tony was boss, technically. Um, they like retconned it in the subsequent episode to make Jackie April boss from season, from episode two uh, until Jackie April dies a few right. episodes later. Um, so it would have made sense that he was living in this big house if he was a boss, right? It's retconned, so he's just a captain in Jackie April Sr.'s crew. But... Uh, I was thinking like there's mention in the series of Carmela's father having built the house. Right. right? right. And so if Carm's dad is building the house, odds are Tony didn't pay market price for those materials Mm -hmm. for everything else. So I think he could have, you know, plus, you know, he, he was probably a better earner than his dad and, and could just come up with the scratch for that sort of, uh, that sort of life. So, and this episode sort of illustrates that, right? Like the white flight from, from Newark and, and where he's going to end up. Right. Uh, what do you guys think? I mean, yeah, I think that all makes sense. I mean, also, I mean, you it seems like quite successful too. So there's there's a good chance that yeah. that Carm out, outside of like her family building the house, like that, like she also like maybe was came from a better financial background than Tony even did. So, right. um, and look at the way her parents right. act. You know, they're like much more highfalutin. Yeah. So I yeah. that you know. Which, which also makes it very interesting when, you know, Carm is always killing him about like wanting to know more about their finances because she might feel like she has a bigger stake in their financial situation yes. from way back. Yeah. 
you know. I think you know, you That's know, we, we don't know what his you know his uh, salary is from the con- consulting in the uh, waste management business. You know, he he could sure. be doing pretty pretty damn well. Uh, There's a lot paying, of garbage in Jersey. Yeah, I think garbage men make like six figures. So you know, um, <laughs> I'm sure he's making a good a good you know 250k a year or something. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and Johnny Boy could have, I mean, Uncle June like alludes to it. Like that was his he, finances. He could have left an inheritance, like a, like a nice sort of package. I, I mean, I guess that would have gone to Livia, in which case it wouldn't have made its way to Tony probably. Yeah. <laughs> but maybe there was some arrangement where Tony, Tony did get some like money that was buried. He probably got, you know it, what I well, mean? he probably and, got all his like shady businesses too. Yeah, that's true. You know, yeah. His mob yeah. businesses. I'm sure he got a lot of that. And, right. You know, he was pretty set up. I mean, he was pretty set up before that. So right, but yeah, there's like the fucking the pizza parlor and the bang and the waste management company and like you know the the all the property they own in fucking places that uh, that has more value than it did when Johnny Boy owned it. So, and also, I think I think there might be a generational thing. Right, Johnny Boy's day, like you didn't flaunt the wealth. Yeah, right, right, right. yeah, but, (laughs) but like. This day and age, you know, Gotti and everything else, like mobsters are a little more, a little less uh, discreet. But yeah, so that's that. And then, so this final one I want to bring up because this blew up Sopranos Reddit in the past week or so. And I don't know if you guys heard of this. I, I hadn't heard of this theory. Uh, but somebody posted on Reddit, Tony's idiot son got him killed. Uh, and the theory is that Rhiannon, the, the young woman who AJ meets in the hospital after he tries to commit suicide, uh, was responsible for, for Tony's death. Uh, it's based on a YouTube video by a guy named Rodney Pearson. Uh, the YouTube video is called Mystery Solved, Ending Explained, See Who Set Up Tony Soprano. Uh look it up if you want to okay. um but it's it's essentially this rhiannon was a setup girl she was planted in the mental hospital by the new york crew and put on her acting skills to make aj fawn over her she followed the soprano fam she followed the soprano family and gathered info from them for the new york crew she had aj give her the location of the safe house she knew the family was having dinner at Holston's that night. She relayed the information to the New York crew who had the members only guy tail AJ until the family got together at Holston's. Oh, uh, this is like some Charlie Day let, meme fucking shit. <laughs> <laughs> let, so let me let me go through the points that that the that the person This video is a half hour for, long. <laughs> oh my It wrong. is a half hour long. I didn't watch it. I just read the too long, didn't read on Reddit about it, but th- that's what blew up Reddit. So basically here, here are the points. Number one, uh, they argue, why would David Chase introduce a new character so late in the show? If it wasn't somebody who's important. Uh, they said that, that she makes her first appearance uh, directly after Phil Leotardo orders the hit on Tony Soprano. That's not true. Uh, that's in the blue yeah. comet. Her first appearance is in um, Johnny Cakes, actually, because she was Ernan's friend. Right, right. Mm-hmm. So we see her like at the club with like she. I, I'm not even sure she has any lines, but she's present. Um, also, little character named Walden Belfiore, named after Mr. Bobby yes. Darren. 
that's a new character that they introduced like yeah but yeah but that is that guy is just to fuck with us like that's a classic david chase like this guy's kind of shady when he's in like the uh safe house like Right. just yeah, to yeah, fucking yeah. make us nervous about something like happening to Tony. Yeah. Like that's all that guy's yeah. point was. <laughs> right. So I guess, I don't know what Rihanna's point was, but, but just a little something to throw AJ in the final few episodes, maybe. Yeah. Um, I think to like, but, say like, he's, he's like, he's, ju- he's getting on with himself. He has the new, like cushy right. little internship. He's driving his like Benz right. or whatever the fuck. Like, He's got his hot yeah, girlfriend. It's like, now. No matter no matter what uh, he goes through, he lands on his feet. You know, like that kind of deal. But they also argue her story in the hospital sounds rehearsed and she doesn't look sick. Like they oh. make a point to show all the other sick women in the like eating disorders and the hair falling out or whatever the hell. And and she's like glowing when AJ sees her. I, okay. okay. Not an argument for yeah. anything. I think that's maybe just bad acting, um, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> There's a scene in a salon where Butch and the New York crew are planning the assassina- assassination of Sil, Tony, and Bobby, and there's a picture on the wall um, that that people are arguing looks a lot like Rhiannon. Rhiannon, I looked at it, looks nothing <laughs> like her. Absolutely nothing like her. I don't know what these people are fucking seeing. It, first of all, it's all grainy because it's in the background of the scene. It's not a close-up. You can't fucking argue that. Uh, then they say, at the safe house, AJ walks downstairs with Rhiannon, who's staying at the safe, safe house with him. Carmela acknowledges, that kind of worries me. And Tony's response is, who's she going to tell? Okay, not an argument huh? for why that's her, why it's her. Right. <laughs> okay, I mean, I think his point stands, who the fuck is she going to tell? Right. Uh, and then finally, um, as Carmela tells Tony, they're going to have dinner at Holston's, Rhiannon is there, and she supposedly visibly reacts and is is clearly all ears looking back at Carmela, and it's the last time we oh, see man. her. I, all I can think uh, about right now is David Chase hearing this and just fucking laughing and laughing to himself because like, <laughs> <laughs> this is all so ridiculous. At, at this point, Tony's not even in hiding anymore because that's when because Phil's already de- right. dead. Yeah. So so they wouldn't need somebody to take him off. Over. They could just follow like, Tony. It's, it's done. Right. He and Butchie patched right. it up. It's it's fine. It's like fucking fine. Ugh, whatever. Uh, to be fair, uh, Sopranos Reddit did give this person a lot. <laughs> <shot. laughs> All right, right, good. Hey, good. hey, good, good on you guys. Good, good. It's like uh, the fuck this fucking guy. <laughs> you know, uh, they started wait, calling uh, this the did... the the Q Rhiannon theory. <laughs> good. Hey, but actually, um, did he tie it into the Fleetwood Mac song? Right. Uh, <laughs> no connection to the. Then it would Mac start song, to make more sense. We'll be stuck in our mean? heads. Yeah, yeah. If yes. it was a Fleetwood Mac song uh, instead of "Don't Stop Believing," then maybe I would be like, "Okay." But <laughs> if it was actually Rihanna, uh, really on the nose. Um, and uh, that's all I got. For all right. Me. Well, I gotta go pick up some food, so you know. Oh, fantastic! Uh, well, like we said up top. Uh, Keep sending us messages because we'll we'll read them on here. We so, love it. We love you guys. We, we love you guys. Uh, even if you have some crazy fucking Q Rhiannon uh, shit. Oh, we you know, love we love especially, that. Especially yeah. if you do. Good conversation starter. So hit us up at osopranospod at gmail.com. Give us a follow at osopranospod on Insta and Twitter. Uh, give us a five star review, even if you hate our guts. 
Until next week. Oh! 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 This is Sean Green from the Sports Game On Podcast, and in case you didn't know, the show you're listening to right now, as well as my show, the Sports Game On Podcast, is part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network. Blue Wire was founded in 2018 on the concept that independent podcasts would be more successful if they worked together. Today, Blue Wire has grown to feature 300 shows led by former athletes, media professionals, and passionate fans, plus guys like me who just love betting on sports. Over the past few years, Blue Wire has privately raised over $10 million to expand their team, podcast network, and business operations. Now they are raising another round on WeFunder. WeFunder is a crowdfunding source that connects startups with investors. It's a cool platform that gives everyone the opportunity to be part of a growing startup. You can invest for as little as $100. In other words, you don't have to be a millionaire to invest in cool companies on WeFunder. Uh, I, I can vouch for Sports Gambling Podcast and our Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Our partnership with Blue Wire has really been vital to us growing. Um, Kevin and his team do tremendous work over there. So Blue Wire is raising money to expand their sales team and improve operations, which in turn will help this show and many like them continue to grow. If you'd like to be part of the Blue Wire investment round or want to find out more information, go to wefunder.com slash Blue Wire.